Hello, this is Alex Hosteller, and you are listening to Launch Your Life, the podcast for innovators, entrepreneurs, thought leaders, change seekers, and go-getters looking to make a difference in this world. If you're listening right now, you're already on the right track to making your goals and dreams become a reality. So join us now in the movement to launch your life and show everyone that it can be done. The sky is not the limit. Your belief system is so never let anything hold you back. Today, I am so excited to have Kit DeAnthony joining me on the broadcast. We are going to be talking about organization and work-life balance. And now we're going to play a clip from a previously recorded live stream. So today, we're going to be talking about organization and work-life balance. And this topic is really important to us because everything that you have in life, like there's so many things that you want to do. Everyone has so many ambitions. But unless you're organized, you're really not going to be able to do that. And once you're able to organize effectively, then you'll be able to accomplish so much more because it'll be such less of a burden and stress on you. And that's also where work-life balance comes into place because with work-life balance, you don't want to kind of let your family kind of get neglected by all the work that you have going on. So this topic's really important to us because it's something we really pride ourselves on, on having really good organizational skills while also keeping a healthy work-life balance. And we're excited to share some of these skills with you all today. Alex is so, so right. As entrepreneurial-minded people, especially in college, we're faced with so many opportunities. So it's really hard to filter out those opportunities and figure out what you want to invest your time in and what's going to give you the best benefits. So coming into college, I really told myself I wanted to commit to something fully academically, an organization, and then commit to something fully socially. So I really made sure I filtered out other things and didn't give 50% to different clubs and organizations, but gave 110% to a couple big ones so that I could expound upon those on my resume. On top of that, I would say don't commit yourself to something unless it's going to better improve your personal development and help you grow as a person. So I have, I see a lot of people joining a bunch of different honor societies. And like I said, just joining clubs or doing different business ventures that they think seem cool. But are you really need to sit down and think, are you really going to learn from that? Are you going to be able to talk about that in a job interview? Are you going to be able to talk about that with other entrepreneurs when you're trying to find a business partner? You really need to sit down and take that time to think about that. So for example, honor society, I haven't joined any honor societies in college except one. And the only reason I joined that one is because I was able to bring that honor society to our campus. So on my resume, instead of paying $60 for one line to talk about with employers, I have a great topic that I can talk about that has several lines and bullet points of different things that I learned from that experience. Yeah, anytime that you're kind of picking what you want to be involved in, you don't want to just involve yourself in every single thing possible. Because as great as that may sound, because you have a lot of new opportunities coming your way, it will really drain you out as a person because you only have so many hours in the working day. And you can't really spend all your time focusing on this huge array of things that you have going on. What you should really do is focus on picking one or two or maybe even three things that you're really, really passionate about and putting all your time, all your energy, all your effort into those. Because whenever you do that, then you'll be able to get so much more out of it. You'll be able to take a big leadership role and you'll be able to really invest all that you know into that group or that organization. And the takeaway will be tremendous and it'll give you a lot more to talk about. It'll give you a lot more things to kind of add to your resume, although that's not the reason you should be doing it. And it'll really give you a lot more to just really networking or even like helping with networking with other people and just all that in general because 
you'll have so many more skills, so much more knowledge, so many more experiences, and a lot more opportunities as well whenever you focus on these things because everyone's going to know that you're the one that gets it done, and you're the one that gets it done good, and you're the one that's not overcommitted, and people are really going to appreciate that. And along the same lines also, whenever you're doing all these things, whenever you're choosing to be involved in all these things, you don't want to do it just because it's there and it's an option to do it. And you want to do it because it's something that you're really passionate about, something that you really, really enjoy. And that's huge nowadays because not a lot of people really see that. And whenever they do choose things that they might just have all these like ideas of what they might want to do, and they might not be completely passionate about it, then they get really confused. And that confusion can also kind of come from not having all your things in one calendar. And one calendar is very powerful because you only have one life. You only are one person. And I know so many people now who have multiple calendars, multiple planners, keep all their thoughts, ideas in different places. And that's just not good because, like I said, you're only one person. You are, you are the only you that's out there. So you cannot have your life spread across five different platforms. It all has to be in one centralized place because that's how you can stay organized. And that's also how you can maintain a healthy work-life balance because you can put your personal life on there, life with your friends, life with work, life with just anything. Put it all in one place because you will never be double booked again. Work-life balance is really important to Alex and I being involved in several things and hoping to be future entrepreneurs. So my favorite thing is using my Apple calendar on my MacBook. It's basically like my baby. It syncs to my phone as well. So I'm not a planner person. I like to do it electronically because personally, I just don't have a lot of time to have a planner and take that out, color code it, do everything like that. And I don't know that I'll have time going into a full-time job or being an entrepreneur either. So having it on my computer is so nice because I have it right there um, at my fingertips to pull up and you can color code it on your computer. So I really take pride in having a very healthy work-life balance. So I have different colors for different things on that calendar. I have my sorority. I have entrepreneurial pursuits, pursuits. I have career and I have school and then I have my personal life. And another thing that I think is important to put on that calendar is I'll do to-do lists for the day, but I'll also put days I want to write thank you cards to someone. I'll put days that I need to call certain people, my family members. I'll put days I need, I know I need to order something online for a friend's birthday gift. So having your personal life on there and having those little things that can help you keep a work-life balance mean a lot. And why not put them on your calendar? Then they're right there. You see them with everything else that you need to do. And having your school and your extracurriculars all in one place, it's really, really helpful. I also am able to use a, some really cool features on that. I'm sure a lot of you use it as well. But part of the reason I like it better than a planner is you can put in your location. Um, different locations will come up on maps. And you can also put down notes. So I'll have an event that I can even invite people to. And then I'll have in the notes section, I'll have my whole agenda um, and things to do for that event all in one place. Yeah, and that's so powerful because, like I said before, you only are one person. You only have your one life. You cannot double book yourself. And so it's having one calendar is such a great way. And nowadays, calendars online, digitalized calendars, they're really great because you can put so much stuff in that thing. Instead of just having a planner where you write down every single line, you write it out, you rewrite again, you're scribbling things out. On an online digital calendar, like Kit said, you can invite people, you can color cut it, you can do all these things. And another great way that you can do that so much 
your calendar is also putting the same techniques towards your email inbox. Managing your emails is so important because there's so many people out there now who are just drowning and flooding in all these accounts. And something that I do is I'm someone who has at least 10 email accounts and my iPhone or Apple devices allows me to sync them all on one platform. And that's really powerful because you can have all the different areas of your life all on this one um, one like computing screen. And it's something that's really great because you don't want to kind of be spreading yourself out and constantly checking 10 to 15 accounts throughout the day whenever they all can just feed into one. So this whole thing about work-life balance and organizing, it's not really about more of kind of going up and building yourself up as much as you can. It's more about being a minimalist and taking you down to as little and as little essentials as you possibly need just to get the task done. Because if you're able to do what you need to do with less help or in less time, or if you're able to decomplicate your life, then it's going to save you so much stress, so much heartache, because you will be able to have so much more time. And time is really important because time is the one thing that you cannot purchase. Time you should consider as an investment because you should invest your time. When you invest your time, you should get a return. And it's something that you should not waste. So don't waste your time, your precious time, by putting it out there and not having any clue of organization and having no expected returns. Be able to use your time wisely to organize your life, organize your email inbox, organize your calendar, organize your thoughts really, and put it all out there so that you can operate more efficiently during the productive hours of the day. Speaking of time, one tip I have for email that um, I definitely practice religiously and is really important to me is not to email your business colleagues or your professors after 5 p.m. on a Friday or on the weekends unless they specifically ask you to. Um, this can be even people you're working with on an entrepreneurial venture or it can be people that you're interning for or you're applying for a job with. It's really important not to send those emails on the weekends because in this day and age, even though we people don't always check their work emails on the weekends, a lot of people have it on their phone. So on a Saturday night, it's really easy and really accessible to see someone emailing you on that weekend. Um, for example, this past holiday weekend, it's really important that you aren't emailing on a holiday. That's just a big respect thing for me. And for some people, it definitely goes a long way. Everyone has their own opinion on that. But one thing I do to get around that is if I want to be productive that weekend and get ahead, I do all my emails that I know I want to get out on Monday and I save them in my drafts. So yesterday I went and I sent several emails that I had done over the weekend that I knew I had to get out for the week. So they were already done and ready to go, but I wasn't sending those to my different people that I needed to get to during the holiday weekend. So that says a lot. With that as well, um, on Mondays, people have loads of emails in their inboxes from the past weekend. So you don't want to be just another email in that sea of emails that's going to get lost and you don't get a response until Wednesday or Thursday. They're trying to catch up from the weekend and going through everything. So if I want a response right away, say I'm emailing someone that I applied to an internship and I'm following up that Monday morning, I applied a week or so before, say, I won't email them until probably around 11, 30, 12 p.m., They've gotten in the office, they've started filtering through their emails, and then I'm at the top of that inbox. So that's another thing that I practice that I think is really important. 
Yeah, and it's so powerful now to know that just the simple timing that you send your emails, if you're able to time it right, you can be at the top of the inbox and you'll get a top response. Because if you're emailing throughout the weekend, it's just going to get buried and more than likely they won't even reply to you. So if you really want a response from what you're sending, this can even go with email marketing. This can even go with whatever you're really doing whenever it comes to emails or even just sending messages to people, communicating with people in general. Do it during the working hours. Do it whenever they know or whenever you know that they're watching, whenever you know that their eyes are on that inbox or on that screen, wherever it is that you're needing to contact them, that's when you should go in because you'll be at the top of that list. You'll be able to get there first. You'll get your response first, get it solved first. You'll move faster, more efficiently, more effectively, and you'll be more productive overall. And another great tip for emailing also is at the end of each day, try to get inbox zero. This is something that's kind of controversial nowadays, and I'm not even perfect with it because inbox zero is so hard because for me personally, I email myself uh, to do items, and some of those items are bigger tasks I cannot get done by the end of the day. However, if you're able to get inbox zero, do it because that means that at the end of each day, you'll know you've not neglected any responsibilities. You'll know there's no outstanding things that need to be done. And even don't apply that just your inbox. Apply that to really all facets of communication. Put that with your messages on a, across all social media, across LinkedIn, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, anything, emails, texting, Snapchatting, whatever it is, whatever form of communication you have, answer everything. Clear all your notifications by the end of the day. And I guarantee you that you'll have less stress because you'll know that all your things got done, you've not neglected any responsibilities, and that you're always on top of it. So definitely be sure to kind of keep some of these things in mind. Again, to kind of recap, be sure don't overcommit yourself, uh, but always commit to things that can always add to you, add to your professional development. Keep one calendar and be sure to stay on top of those emails. Send them at the right time and uh, get it in then and get it done. So thank you all for watching and thank you so much, Kit, for Thank you for me. having me. It's my pleasure. Thank you for listening today. If you enjoyed the episode, please leave us some positive feedback so we can continue to rank higher and impact lives more people. And if you're motivated to start pursuing the career of your dreams and would like to speak with me directly for guidance, check out the consulting portion of our website on launchyourlife.today and let us prove to you that anything is possible. We hope to have you back soon, so subscribe to be notified about upcoming episodes and never miss out on what's coming next in the near future. See you soon.